Hi, this is Steve Bowes, and you are listening to Radical Research, a new conversation in HCM Research with host Madeline Lerano on the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. Remember to subscribe to Radical Research and all the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Radical Research. This is the latest podcast to join the HR Happy Hour Network. Thank you very much, Steve and Trish. My name is Madeline Lerano, and I am the host of Radical Research and the founder of Aptitude Research. So I am here and very excited for our first episode here with my good friend, my fellow researcher, and one of my favorite people in this industry, Lance Hahn. So Lance, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for being the first guest here and, and being patient with me as, as we do this. And you have a very exciting new role focused on research. So I'm hoping you can share with us a little bit about that role. Yeah, thanks, Madeline. And uh, it's, it's an honor to be the first uh, guest uh, among many to come, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, let, let me tell you a little bit about uh, my role. So I, I recently took over as editor of uh, TLNT.com. Um, and so I, I came from a background of, of doing research. So I did some research at um, my previous role at the Star Conspiracy, a marketing agency that focuses on uh, the HCM industry. And so we did lots of market research uh, for uh, our clients. But, uh, you know, obviously with TLNT, we were really focused on um, news and, and industry information for HR leaders and, and people professionals. And so my role is kind of twofold. One is on the editorial side, which is, you know, keeping people up to date on the latest trends and news that's happening across HR. And there's a lot of it. Um, you're, you're a consumer and producer of some of that news, Madeline. Um, and then the other side of that is really pushing our first, uh, you know, entrance into doing uh, research, custom research uh, for, for um, HR professionals. Uh, and so using uh, the folks, our readers, um, as, as uh, folks that we we'll use as research subjects, being able to use analysts like yourself uh, to uh, tell those stories that need to happen, uh, that need a deeper dive than we could do in an editorial format. And so um, we've got a few um, research reports that you've, you've obviously helped us on, uh, Madeline, up, and we got a couple of those up, and then we got a couple more coming in the next couple of months, and then we're, we're starting to kind of build out the 2020 agenda. Um, and so that's what I've, I'm spending uh, my weeks doing um, as, as I'm getting up to speed here at uh, TLNT. Yeah, just a little bit of work, right? Not, not, a, not a huge... No, <laughs> not no a huge. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, you, have, you have a great audience at TLNT for, for research, so I think it's a really perfect combination of, you know, the, the news and then the deeper, the deeper insights, too. That's and right. You know, you've been, like, covering the space for a long time, and you've seen it from all different angles, and you have a really interesting perspective because not only have you been a researcher and conducted your own research, but you also are so aware of all of the research that's out there in this market, and that's a, that's a nice place to be is to have that insight into how companies do research and also be a researcher yourself. So, I thought, if it's okay with you, that we would spend a little bit of time, especially on this first Radical Research episode, talking about research and starting off really talking about just putting it all out there on the table, talking yeah. about what matters, kind of cutting through all of the noise out there, you know, in terms of big firms versus boutique firms, do companies even care about research? 
you know, is this something that even really matters in, in HR? You know, what, what's your view on, on just research in general? Well, um, there's, there's a lot of it. I mean, I think one of the things that um, you've got to do as a good researcher is, is, is you've got to consume all that's out there. And I'm, I'm in a pretty uh, great role of, of being able to consume a lot of that stuff as, as part of my job on our editorial mission is giving people insights into sort of the things that we, we see. And so we get a lot of research and we probably get a dozen plus studies a week um, coming to me in my inbox. Um, and so you, 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 you see a lot of interest in there. Um, and so I, it is still very relevant. You know, our audience at, at TLT still consumes it. They, they really want those insights. Um, you know, what we are seeing is, is, is a practitioner uh, group that is much more interested in data-driven decisions. And so they want, they want that information. They're hungry for it. Um, and I think one of the things we should, we should definitely be talking about is just how do you make how do you make sense sense of it because I think where we're at now is like people want it but they also want some interpretation or some analysis or some whittling down of all the things they're saying into okay what really matters what are the things from this research or from all of this different research on a topic um, what what should that mean for me and, and how can I start acting on it that's that's probably the more important out, output that uh, the leaders that we, we speak to are really interested in in, in doing. Yeah, and it's shifted a lot because it used to just be you'd provide, you know, research in the form of just data points. This is, you know, X number of companies are using this technology or are interested in this. And now it's exactly what you said. It's how do you take action? If they're going to use this research to help inform conversations they need to have internally with key stakeholders, that research needs to be a little bit more prescriptive than it's been in the past. And that, you know, I'm seeing that as a big shift and certainly requests that, that we even get too. Yeah, and then there's this whole, yeah. No, well, I was, I I was just going to say, yeah, okay. I mean, for, for, from my perspective and, and, and where I see a lot, of, uh, a lot of this coming from is that a lot of the challenges that HR leaders are having today don't have like a yes or no answer, don't have a best practice behind it. How, how do you build a great employee experience? That's still, that's still <laughs> to be determined, right? So there's, there's a lot of information about there, but it's hard to consume it and say, this is what we're going to do for our organization without a little bit of that analysis where maybe some of the things in the past were a little bit more cut and dry, you know, oh, we're going to be moving our, um, our, our HCM to the cloud. I need to know, you know, I need to have an informed decision. That's kind of a black and white decision transition there. Whereas I think a lot of the bigger challenges, how do you build a culturally diverse organization? How do you, uh, you know, build, like I said, build a great employee experience, those sorts of things are like, eh, there's not really a black or white way to deal with that. And so you need more analysis, I think. Yeah. Yep, I think that's very well said. So it's consuming, how do you consume this research and make sense of it? And also, there's a big topic, I think, within that is the pay for play conversation. Yeah. Because we're seeing a lot of vendors doing their own research and publishing their own research, you know, and some of it's great, you know, I, I don't mean to say anything negative about it. I think yeah. they, they see a lot from customers, they certainly have those insights. But I think companies start to question what the messages are and is this a pay for play model and, and you see that even with big big research firms and, and certainly the independents and boutique firms as well yeah and, and that's 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 going to be a tough thing you know regardless of um you know whether whether you uh whatever model you have um you know there's 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 a few pure 
just they don't take vendor money type research out there, but they're, they're few and far between, right? So you see a lot of, you know, there's, there's lots of vendor dollars. There's lots of uh, folks that are, that are purchasing memberships at big, at big analyst firms and that sort of thing. Um, and so, you know, I think for us, you know, it's about being clear. And I think a lot of times um, what's, what's missing um, is just some clarity around, okay, what's the business model? Um, how, how does this affect our editorial point of view? You know, for, for, for TLT, because we, we come from an editorial point of view, and I know, um, you know, this, this is a lot of the things that, that you're working with too, Madeline, is like, you know, we, we, we come and we let, the, we let the research tell the story. And, you know, if you have a good research story, it's, it's really actually a, a, a positive thing for um, a, a vendor to be associated with, and they get that sort of um, lift from it, uh, as opposed to like some of the really obvious research that, oh, magically happens to uh, lead straight to the solution that that vendor offers um you know it's uh it it it, i mean we've got a very you know we've got a very educated group of of folks here in hr um that can you know understand this sort of stuff they see right through that so you know it's it's about clarity and transparency for us at least yeah and i think they've they've certainly seen it all so i think that's well said they're very educated group and it comes down to the individual i think in many cases and yeah you know certainly someone very respected and you have a lot of integrity, David Manister, someone that has tremendous integrity um, with, with that sort of thing and is very aware of it. So I think, you know, it's, it's trusting the companies that you're using and the people that you're working with. That's right. The the role of the researcher. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the role of the researcher because it's an interesting thing. And I think, you know, certainly when I thought about getting into the the work world and you know what I was going to do this probably wasn't the first thing I had thought of and I sort of feel very fortunate that I stumbled upon it but it's an interesting an interesting role right because you know it used to just be you'd be very you could be very introverted you would just you know look at survey data write research reports you didn't probably have to talk to that many people maybe just a few interviews and that shifted now we have to be we have to be extroverts too we have to go out and go to conferences, we have to learn, we have to network with people. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really being able to balance both. And, you know, and we both work from home. So it's yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to be a great, I mean, it, like you said, it used to be very data driven. You could just sit down, you could just write all day and there's still that element of it. And it's great to be working from home to be able to do that, uh, where you could just close up everything, close off the world, you know, shutter the blinds, however you, you, you write best, you can control that entire environment. So that's, that's great. Um, but to your point, you know, I think what, great research has been, especially in the last few years, has, has been great storytelling. And so you have to, and to do that, you have to go out there and you have to talk to people and you have to consume, you have to consume and you have to talk about it. And so, yeah, you have to, uh, you have to just not uh, be great friends with your uh, local barista at the uh, coffee shop. <laughs> you have to go out and, and, and get on stage and, and, and talk about this stuff and have conversations with people live in person. Um, because that's what, I mean, to me, that's what really brings us to life. It, it, I think one 
one of the things that you do really well, Madeline, is, is, is you sort of bring those conversations to life that people are already having, you know, and I think that's, that's what people really latch it, latch onto is as much as the data tells the story, it's, it's hearing the stories about uh, what my peers are doing, what, what, what challenges are they facing as they're, as they're dealing with this challenge and how are they using this, this sort of research and data, um, this breadth of knowledge that we have, this information overload to make sense of it in their own world. Because I like to have some of that certainty that somebody's having the same sort of struggles and uh, same sort of success that I'm having. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, it's really true. And I think, you know, I'll be very honest, like for a long time, you know, I've been doing this for 16 years or so, I would just do surveys and then write research reports based on survey data. And that at the time, that was enough. That's all we had to do. And really, I think the shift for me as a researcher has been to to put myself out there, to have those conversations, to do interviews, to learn from the HR leaders and the practitioners out there. And that's where I learned the most. I mean, the survey data is great. It's always great to have a great statistic that you can quote and, you know, you can back up with, with the stories that, that we were talking about. But those interviews are are amazing. And we have such an awesome industry where people actually will share. I mean, it doesn't, you know, I've covered procurement and finance and people don't want to share anything. And this is, we're really lucky. Yeah, we are. And, and, you know, I think one one of the great things uh, about our industry is that, um, you know, people, people can have different approaches and neither one could be wrong. And that's the great thing about working with people is that, you know, you've got different cultures, you've got different corporate norms, you've got different organizations doing things in a different way, different industries. And so, you know, HR is part of all those different industries, all those different types of cultures and that sort of thing. And so you have two different, very different approaches, you know, what, what, what happens in a retail sector uh, versus hospitality, what happens at a Hilton versus at a Marriott uh, could even be different, but right for both of them. And so that's, to me, that's the rich of the nuance that if you don't capture that in research, um, it, it falls flat. You know, you just, you're just, you're just spouting numbers and anybody could do that. Right. Right. And we're not, and we're not just giving case studies that are all Google. Look what Google did. Look what Google yeah. did. Yeah. It used to be. Right. Nobody's, um, nobody else is Google. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So we talked a little bit about, you know, we talked about research, talked about the role of the researcher, and we've been kind of talking about, technology throughout kind of the vendors you know they do they do their own research you know how this matters in the market with their conferences and everything so one thing that that you do and which i love which is i think a combination of the research but also your insights and and you add some of your humor in there too is your newsletter um so i definitely encourage anyone listening to to subscribe for that but it's um, it's great. And one piece of the newsletter that you do is the vendor news. So I thought we could spend a little bit of time talking about vendor news out there. I know there have been some major announcements in the market. Just a few small week. ones. Yeah. <laughs> just a billion dollar, a couple billion dollar announcements. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it plays a big part in research, uh, the vendor news, and it needs to be factored into how we think as researchers, which again, wasn't always the case. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, one of the things I've, I've done um, with my newsletter, and I, I, that predates my time with TLT. So I was doing that when I was still with uh, the Star Conspiracy. But, you know, I mean, I just, 
there was so much, there's so much news out there and there's so, there's so many things going on uh, that when I was, and I, I, you probably do something similar, but I was keeping, you know, this huge, I use a, a, a tool called five. That's a note taking uh, or bear, excuse me. That's, that's a note taking tool. Um, and, you know, I would just save links there like all day long. I would, I would read something. I'm like, Oh, this is interesting. Or I'd read something from George, uh, Larocque, And I'd say, Oh, like he just, he just shared, you know, uh, what happened in 2019 with venture. Okay. I'll, I'll put that in there. And, you know, I, 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 I just, I'm a very much a digital pack rat. And so I'd have like all these things and I wouldn't put a lot of thought behind, uh, you know, what I'd collected over the week. And so I started just using that as a way to think about, okay, what happened this week? Um, and I think it's, it's been super helpful as an editorial tool especially as i'm 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 leaning into my role at tlt but to your point it really helps me just understand okay there's a breadth of research when i'm going out and looking at new research topics what is it being covered what are the stories that um i could cover uniquely at tlt what what can we partner with folks like like madeline to get this story out and that's that's been really the fun part about about covering some of those stories but yeah let's let's, let's talk about some of the some of the news yeah. So, well, I think that's great advice. And I'm like taking notes as you're talking because it's hard. And I hear that from more and more HR leaders is how do we stay on top of all of these announcements and figure out what matters and we can't keep up with the acquisitions and the funding and everything else. Um, I think it's, it's great the way you're kind of collecting this information over the week and then trying to make sense of it. And you mentioned George, he's a great resource for, for anyone in the space trying to, trying to keep up with this market too. So some great yeah. advice. Um, awesome. So, should we talk about the big, the big elephant in the room with um, Ultimate and Kronos? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we could definitely talk about that. Um, what, what a, what a, um, well, I mean, you know, to me, I mean, what I heard, Madeline, and, and tell me if you agree. I mean, it, this was not unexpected. No, it, it, I think it was not unexpected. I think what, and what I've heard, and what is certainly true for me, is that the timing was a little bit unexpected. Yeah. Um, I was not thinking it was going to be so soon, but it, but it is, and it's happening. <laughs> yeah, because the the private equity firm uh, that that um, that acquired uh, Ultimate had 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 um, Kronos for like 10, 10 plus years, and so right. um, it seemed and it seemed like I mean at least you know when I looked at it, it seemed like H and F the that San Francisco based private equity firm um, that was their only two significant investments in HR technology, and so you you kind of look at this and you're like. Right. Okay, are they are they planning on doing something with this? Um, like you like you said when we talked um, for 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 our weekly wrap column on TLT, um, you know both of these companies have been public. There's been rumblings that they may go public again after they kind of combine and and kind of create this new uh, to be named uh, technology company. Uh, I'm kind of curious about uh, about that as well. Yeah, I am too. And I think we're, we'll hear a little bit at the conference, the ultimate conference in two weeks for sure. And That's then right. Kron even more so at Kronos's event in November. And for anyone listening, there was a huge merger with ultimate and ultimate software and Kronos and you know, two of the largest companies in, in the space with some product overlap. And it will be very interesting to see how this, how this plays out over the next year. 
Now they, I mean, so Malin, I understand they have product overlap. They don't, it doesn't seem like they have a lot of customer overlap. So no. uh, they've got a few overlapping customers, of course, but I mean, it, it seems like most of, most of their customers are kind of, they're either in one camp or the other. Exactly. And I think, you know, with Kronos being very strong in workforce management and Ultimate being really strong on unified HCM talent management, there's, you know, I think 400 customers overlap, you know, out of probably a combined 12,000, something like that. Yeah. And it seemed like, I mean, to me, I mean, with, with the Kronos Ultimate merger, you know, for, I mean, what I see is, I mean, I see a big, there's obviously, <laughs> this is a big HR tech company. I mean, it's it's going to be, right. after it's closed, it's it's, it's going to be one of the largest pure HCM companies. Um, and when you even look at sort of the breakouts of like the big SAPs, Workdays, Oracles of the world, um, they're going to be pretty close to, to, to the level that they're at, at least as far as HR driven revenue. Right. And dominating in the SMB. I mean, that's, yeah. they have large market share there. So it's, um, it is, this is a big player. This is a lot of people are saying this is a date we'll remember uh, from last week, <laughs> February 2020. Um, but, you know, we'll see. And I think they, they both have similar cultures, very strong leadership. I think for customers, you know, and thinking about research and how this factors into how we think about the research we're doing, it certainly plays a role in thinking about technology and how companies invest in technology. And for customers out there listening that are either concerned or curious or excited for, for these announcements, there's certainly questions. It's almost like putting on your researcher cap as a customer and starting to ask questions to these providers. You know, what's going to happen to your dedicated representative? What's going to happen in terms of, you know, product roadmap moving forward? What's going to happen, you know, in terms of customer support and, and sales? And, you know, I think it's, it's a really exciting time for us in the market because this is such great, exciting news. Um, and for customers, it's an exciting time too to, to be able to, to build those relationships by being a researcher in, in many senses. I agree. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the things that you can do as, as, as sort of on, on, on the buyer side or the HR side is, is really be a great, um, you know, re, be, be a great researcher. And being a great researcher is, 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 is coming up with not just great questions, but knowing sort of the answers you're looking for as well. Understanding sort mm-hmm. of what are you navigating towards as, as an organization? Because I think a lot of times you think, okay, it's going to be status quo for a couple of years. Well, you know, what we've seen on some of these these mergers is that you know that we, we see sunsetting of products that might be central to to that um, and that sometimes comes as a surprise so if you're not asking those specific questions if you're not getting the answers um, that that you need um, we know and, and you know too because you, you you do consulting on this side too just how tough and how difficult the change management aspect of, of HR technology is and so if you are going to make a change either you know to the combined company if you're going to bring your workforce management if you're an ultimate uh, customer into into the fold there or if you're going to go to Ultimate's HCM, if you're a Kronos comp- customer, um, or you know, if you're if you're going to look at other options too. I mean, you, you've got you've got to plan that stuff in advance because it it, it takes a long time and it's really complex from from the aspect from from the perspective of your organization as an HR leader. So true. Very well said. Yeah. So so this is awesome. So we have this is. This has been great. I could talk research all day. So I'm so excited that you're, <laughs> you're on this podcast. Um, but let's 
um, kind of close up here and maybe you could share a little bit of the upcoming research that you'll be working on at TLNT and then any events that you might be, that you might be at. Yeah, um, for sure. So, you know, obviously we've got, right now we've got three reports uh, up on um, TLNT right now. Uh, you've helped with two of them, Madeline, um, you know, for, for um, you know, talent acquisition and uh, employee experience. We're really excited about those ones already being out. Um, in the next couple months, we've got ones on um, recognition um, at work, uh, kind of the, the, the trends and the happenings there, chatbots, um, everybody's favorite subject to talent acquisition we'll be covering. Um, I'm just getting research back on HR analytics, people analytics and predictive analytics in the workplace. And so we're just getting fresh survey data in that. We're starting to work on copy on that. And then, um, like I said, we're, we're, we're planning out uh, the 2020 agenda. And so, um, you know, I'll be at, uh, I'll be at SourceCon. I'll be at ERE. Um, I'll be at, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably be at, uh, at the SHRM conference in, in, in June as well. That's, that pretty much covers probably my Q, Q1 and Q2 of uh, major travel this year. Awesome. And it's, and it's coming up quick. So it's going it to be a, a quick. <laughs> yeah. And I, hopefully I'll see you at ERE and I will. Um, well, I'll also be at Unleashed too. Yeah. I, 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 I forgot about that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking through my calendar right now. I've, I'm obviously very on top of it. <laughs> yeah, we have some exciting things at Unleashed too. So we'll have to, maybe yeah. we'll do a, a part two podcast when we're there. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lance, for joining. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This is exciting to be launching this, this new podcast, Radical Research, on the HR Happy Hour Network. And we'll see you next time.